tuned with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Good afternoon, good afternoon, my brothers and sisters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is the 16th of May, a beautiful Sunday evening, afternoon here in uh, Monroe, New York. Why you gotta tell them my address? <laughs> say upstate New your York. address. Monroe's a big Just give them my whole address, uh, damn it. Well, you can come on down to the village now. <laughs> uh, um, you know, this that's Hector Ford, it's the Big Bad Wolf. Uh, Jamie Holligan, unfortunately, could not make it in today. But today we do... Always. Today we do have a special guest, uh, a man by the name of David Allen, who has been doing a YouTube uh, channel called Roswell Hub. He's from Georgia, and he will be calling in shortly. Uh, I did a video with uh, David the other day, and uh, it was very fun to do. He does an interview style with like a Zoom, and uh, he records it and puts it up on the YouTube, and then throws it up on whatever pages. Um, it was it was really fun to do with David. He we had a uh, we had supervisor Where's that Rich coming from. That's your phone. That could be my phone. Hold on, let me put the. Uh, About put it on vibrator. Uh, would would that be that be hard to do? Yeah. There it goes. We're I, good have, I have a call ready. Okay, good, good. That must Is be that him. him. That could be him. Wow. Put him through. Hello. What's up, man? What's going on, Mr. Allen? Doing well. How you guys doing today? Hanging in there, brother. Uh, All right. I want to say thank you for uh, doing that that show the other day. That was awesome. It was lots of fun with the supervisor, Rich. <laughs> That was a blast, absolutely. And I got to say this, first and foremost, you know, I started doing this Roswell YouTube channel, right? You know, getting involved and, and making videos union-related. And when I first started doing this, there was the, I guess, the crippling fear of the union graybeards that have been around for ages seeing me coming into the scene and just giving me shit for everything I do. But everybody has been so loving and caring and and has like showed me so much appreciation and I appreciate you guys letting me come onto your show, you know, which hell man, I wouldn't have never expected that. So I, I totally appreciate you guys. 
Well, listen, uh, Dave, what you're doing out there is, is, is basically what a lot of us are out here trying to do, and it's educate and inform the members, and people will always respect the person that does those type of things, you know, people that are just uh, are trying to help the membership. We're at a time now, and me, you spoke about this on the phone, that ap- apathy is really strong within the members, and now we have technology where we can actually try to reach more and more people and try to educate them, try to inform them of their rights, and uh, we are all seem to be finding ways of doing you yourself with the YouTube channel. We got our brothers from California, Gemini and Tow Truck. Uh, I love listening to Dean and Wayne do their thing on Instagram. Um, you got Richard Hooker Jr. who does all kinds of shows uh, every week. And he's he's always been doing it ever since, even before he got elected to a principal officer of Local 623. So, you know, it, it's nice to know that we're all kind of out there finding one another and, and building a network. Of I people. just want to just put it out there. Yeah, that. yeah. Me and Dave are the originals, are the original <laughs> guys that put this media, this social media thing with this radio show and and everything else. Everything everybody else followed. Okay? Just, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank you, Hector. Thank you for you and Dave setting off the uh, the chain reaction that has now become uh, blowing everything up. And Which, Dave is laughing like, holy shit, this thing is fucking funny. What, the, what am I so funny about, huh? <laughs> Dave's been listening to the show, so he knows exactly who you are, Heck. <laughs> um, so... So, Dave, I wanted to ask you, uh, first and foremost, uh, what it is that made you decide to do the Roswell Hub? What, what, what brought this about? What, what made you say one day, you know what, I got to just do something and I'm going to try this? Oh, my God. I mean, it was literally just a combination of things that created it. Um, I mean, so I don't want to totally... You may start from the beginning because it's kind of a long story. <laughs> yeah, start from the beginning. Listen, <laughs> it's a two-hour. Hector, what do you think, how do, Hector? How do you vote? <laughs> Hector's at a loss for words. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I started. Uh, so I started with the company back in '99, right? Right. Uh, pretty much a, a fuck up in high school, and I was always a computer nerd. Never really got into drugs or whatever, right? Always. Huge metal nerd. I love metal music. And uh, so when I started working for the company back in 99, I didn't know anything about unions, right? I didn't. Uh, we're down in the South, you know, it's a right to work state. Nobody really talks about it. Back then, we didn't have like kind of the atmosphere we have now. And so nobody ever talked about it. I didn't even know what the hell they were. You know, I was like 18 at the time, right? So I started, when I started in, in uh, with the company back then, I didn't know that I was actually going to stay there as long as I did. I fucking hated the place. It was hot. It was <laughs> sweaty. I was not used to that hard work. And then I just, uh, but I stuck around because, you know, I bought some boots and I didn't want to be out in the negatives if I left too early, right? And right. they gave me a shiny new ID. I felt special, right? <laughs> so I started, uh, I got into it with them. And once again, trying to reiterate, like, I, didn't think I was going to go anywhere with my future. I, back then, I didn't, you know, when you're 18, how the hell do you know what you're going to get into, right? So I was working there, and then coincidentally, uh, the band Lamb of God hit me up, right? Me and, me and Chris Adler, the drummer, were, were friends back then, and he was like, yo, we need some help. We just started, um, you know, this band Lamb of God, and, or they have been around for a minute, but they were like, we just got signed. We need help with uh, running the street team, which is organizing the members, or not the members, organizing the the fans to promote the 
you know, if they're, they're going on tour, if they got a new album coming out, whatever, right? So I was like, sure, I'll do that. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And uh, it kind of, like, ballooned up over time. It just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And for the people that aren't familiar with them, um, you know, they pretty much hit every milestone a metal band can hit. You know, they've been nominated for Grammys. They've toured with Metallica, toured with uh, Slayer. They did the farewell tour with Slayer. They did... I mean, they toured with just about any and every metal band, Slipknot, Ozfest, whatever, right? So uh, it was really cool being, like, one of the first people to work with the band. I'm still great friends with them. And to see him kind of balloon up through that. And for me, being a kid that sucked at school, getting into uh, doing this, like, kind of, like, working for my favorite band was almost surreal, right? Right. So seven years in, uh, doing that, I was like... At this point of my career, I'd been a driver, right? I didn't realize if you stayed long enough, drivers make good money. I was like, okay, that seems like a good, good career possibility, right? You know, right. I wasn't going to get down the mezzle. The music was kind of like choosing your passion to right. what brought in the goods. It was either know? like and following was, the dream or just going with something that's secure. Exactly, exactly. And, and maybe some people could call me a sellout. That's fine. But I, I went for what was secure, right? Right, right. And, Most people do. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I told them, sorry, guys, I got to back out. They were all really cool with it. They, they kind of, uh, <laughs> by that point, it was kind of funny. I was actually running their MySpace, too, which <laughs> we all kind of remember where that was, if, if you're old <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was like, I got to back out. They were, like, cool, you know, uh, still really cool with me. I talked to them quite often. So then we, we parted ways. And it was kind of cool because from that time, I was 18 to 25. I'd been working with the band, and then I had been doing, um, you know, working for the company at the same time. And as we all know, as drivers, we don't have a lot of time on our hands. And for me, the band was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it was turning into a thing of uh, me just driving, coming home, answering emails, sending out um, promotional material, and it was just becoming too much, right? So I got out of that, and I was like, okay, I can hang up my hat. You know, I've been young. I, I, not that I wasted my younger years, but that's pretty much I've been working, working, working all my, my youth, right? So I wanted to do other things in my either life besides just driving a package car and, and doing uh, all this, uh, you know, promotional stuff for a band. Right. So I, I, uh, I kind of hung up the hat, started doing, like, going out, doing other things in life, right? Everything was great. Well, then we get this uh, supervisor, <laughs> and maybe this is a familiar story with a lot of your oh, listeners. Wow. You, you get a supervisor that kind of pushes you too far, right? Ah, yes. And supervisor he had actually a list to... of drivers he was looking Whoa. to fire. He made a, 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 the top 10 people. He Whoa. fired, he didn't fire one of my friends. He harassed one of my friends so hard that he quit. You couldn't handle anymore. He told me this is a young man's game. Wow. So, Whoa. yeah. So he actually quit. Mind you, this is like when none of us knew anything about the contract back then in our hub. Like, nobody had really gone out and ventured off. We didn't know about this stuff, right? So um, he leaves, and then the next guy on the list was me. And I was literally delivering right next to the hub. So literally every single day he'd follow me, right? And at that point, I was, you know, um, I would say I was around 29 30 at the time, you know, 
<laughs> We're playing. I love the... it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm gonna hear a bunch of sound effects when I listen to this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're gonna hear them all. Good, good. I'm gonna hear them all. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so, I uh, I ended up, you know, at this point, I was like, all right, I, I'm done with the schmuck. Uh, if he's gonna get rid of me, because back then none of us knew our rights. I was like, I'm gonna learn as much stuff as I can, and I'm gonna put the same amount of pressure he's putting on me onto him. Right. Right. Because at that point, I was like, I'm not going to quit like my friend. I'm going to make this guy's life a living hell. Like, and so I started filing or actually, let me step back. I actually started going down the union hall, learning as much about the contracts as I could. Right. I'm right. not a big reader. You know, I'll have to read if I have to. But I learned mostly by talking to people, by listening to other people talk about stories and so forth. Right. That's how I learned. So every we we used to, we had a meeting once a month. I'd go there every month, gather more and more knowledge, learn as much as I could, talk to the business agents, just devoured information, right? And I would start filing grievances like crazy. And I remember my center manager at this point said, "You know, you're never going to get paid on these, right?" Which I didn't care if I did or not at that time. I wanted to piss them off, and I knew I was getting to them because if they didn't, if it didn't ever bother them, they would have never said anything to me. So then I just kept filing more and more. Like I said, my goal was to piss them off, right? And so I literally just took it from there to the next level, the next level. And the union, uh, the business agents, uh, started recognizing that they were, they were seeing what I was doing. Can Can I stop like, you for a second, Dave? Hey, did you say Sorry. that you – can I just stop you for one second? Did you say you that, that your local does a union meeting every month? They do, except in the months of uh, the summer. When right? it's too hot. They, they do one a month. Okay. So, yeah, during summer, we have no AC in there. It's a living hell. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> but And you've been going to monthly meetings. Uh, I mean, th since your executive board was there even before your – it's always been monthly meetings or was just something that – yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. It was oh, the previous executive board did it. That's nuts. And um, at first, it's grown, but you know, it's still um, it's still a little. It's like grown to a point, and sometimes you'll get there and be like, "Holy shit, there's so many people here!" And sometimes, you know, you you get like only a handful, but it's uh, it's definitely a great place to get information. You know. All right, so um, let's get to definitely. Let's get mm -hmm. to why you decided to start doing the the uh, Roswell Hub. That's what I'm going to get to. All, All right, right. Let's Sorry. do it. A lot of this just runs into each other, right? Gotcha. So, like I said, it's a combination of things. All so. Right. Sorry, sorry for all the listeners. You're having to listen to my boring ass story, <laughs> but <laughs> it's and I interesting. To you, Hector, you're probably uh, steaming right now. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he's getting ready to go into some topics after we discuss your uh, situation. Go ahead. He's, so anyway, he just fell asleep I, uh, in the corner. The the, the 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 business agent at the time said, "Yo, we needed to make you. Uh, we're gonna make you a, a steward." I was like, "Okay, great." And at that point. I was like, first thing I need to do is do parking lot meetings. I grabbed everybody's phone number, put them on a text message list, uh, using a third-party app, got the meetings going. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Uh, coincidentally, at this time, I learned how to do camera work. And so I got a DSLR camera. There's, you know, that rig I have is, is pretty expensive, so I had to get all that going. And then it kind of just naturally turned into videos, which mm. is how the Roswell Hub came about. Because if I had never become a steward, if I had never become uh, uh, a filmmaker, and 
the confidence I learned from doing the street team organizing work, none of this, if I didn't have those three things, Roswell Hub, Hub would never exist. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Got you. It was a, a perfect storm of things that kind of came together. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the first few videos are a little bit more rocky. I feel like I'm getting a better grasp of things as we go. You know, like the last video I really, really enjoyed. It was fun making it and... You know, I appreciate you, guys, you coming on, Anthony. Yeah, no, it was Tony. great. <laughs> it was great. No, it was great, man. Um, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Supervisor Rich was really, uh, <laughs> he really knows how to play that role. So, you know, you you ran into that Supervisor Rich who sent you on this, uh, onto this journey. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people, maybe even a lot of your listeners, have been in a situation like that. There's, there's I feel like a lot of people that get super involved are just done with it, you know? Yeah. And I, I so, uh, yeah, but that's, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Well, listen, well, I want to know, I don't know mm -hmm. what local you're from. Local. What's that? What local you're from? Oh, 728. 728. And what is that? A half a local or? 728 covers all of Georgia. It's, uh, it's got about, uh, I think close to 11,000 members now. When he says that, is it a Hoffa local? He's wondering if uh, your uh, local supports Hoffa. If it supports Hoffa, no, it's. I mean, it's an oscillate, you know. Right now, most of them are supporting the oscillate. Yeah. Oh wow! Great. Yeah, it's definitely an oscillate. Um, yeah, because uh, Matt Higdon, our, our president, uh, he went down to the two-man meeting uh, back when the last contract was uh, being pushed through, and he he voted against it. According to him, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but according to him, from my from my understanding, is that he got a lot of blowback for that, you know. But uh, Sean O'Brien uh, kind of took notice to it, you know, and okay. uh, kind of supported him. So nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of locals uh, across the country, and it's like uh, hit or miss with who's with the Viama Herrera or who's with. Uh, Who's with Oz? Those are really at this point our only two options: the Power Slate and Teamsters United. So, mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. pretty much like a kind of like when uh, <laughs> when Trump and Biden were running. You know, <laughs> it's like a separation mm -hmm. amongst I try the to, Like on my show, I do. I definitely don't touch politics just because I'm trying to. I mean, my level, the stuff I go over is much different than what you guys go over. You know what I mean? And that's that's perfect. You know, mine's more towards like the thanks guys. Mine's towards the <laughs> particular to issues. The new members, you know what I mean, and uh, trying to educate them on like kind of surface level contract, you know, knowledge to help protect their jobs. Well, so. that's that's the that's the reason. That's why everyone is different. You know, the mm -hmm. German. What is it? The Gemini and tow truck. Right, the Gemini and tow truck. You know, they they focus on feeder drivers and mm -hmm. what not to do and what to do. We focus on who gives a fuck. Uh, who gives a fuck who's out there, who's political, we're going to put you out there. And this is the way I've been doing the show for a long time. That you know, That's why a lot of politics uh, motherfuckers hate me. But it's okay. They can hate me. <laughs> they can like Tony. They can hate me. Uh, and, your, and your show is different. So every, you know, if, if, if with all these different shows, this is how you educate the membership. Yeah, well, and different. I agree. I think it's, as long as people are tuning in and educating themselves, that's great. I don't care if... They're watching you guys, myself, Richard Hooker, Gemini Tow Truck, whatever. You know what I mean? As long it's, as they're uh, finding an as outlet. As long as the members are getting educated, it's, it's all a win for all of us. Hell know? yeah. Hell yeah. Right. If you want to listen to, you know, 
no cursing or anything, you go to the Gemini and tow truck show. <laughs> if you don't want to hear, you know, you want to hear uh, Black Matters Live and Live, uh, live uh, matters. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> uh, you know, you, it, Richie Hooker is one of those guys, you know, and I enjoy listening to Richie Hooker. And then you have your show, and then you have uh, Bobby. Bobby's a joker. I mean, he's a fucking comedian. He's a comedian to the show, <laughs> and uh, he makes everything funny, and he and he really hits reality because those those are the situations that we go through as drivers that he does. Oh, yeah. He, he just makes it funny. Right. Uh, but oh, yeah. it's, it's definitely the same situation that we all go through as drivers uh, when Bobby does that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm very fortunate Bobby has taken the time out of his day to, you know, to come on to Roswell Hub so often. And, you know, because he does kind of, he gives it that comedic feel, but he also kind of, he's your normal everyday driver, right? Right. So he kind of brings it back down. You know, when you get invested in all this union stuff and you start learning so much about the contract, a new guy walking in will look at this and be like, what the fuck did I walk into? You know? Um so I, I do love having him on for that reason. Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of times, and we were talking about this earlier also, Dave, a lot of times you Did have you just to... just call him Babe? Dave, Dave. Oh, Dave. I thought I heard you say Babe. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't reached that level yet, all right, Tony? Not, not yet, not yet. Uh, the... the... <laughs> Sorry. You, you have to have, even though we're out there and we're trying really hard to educate and inform the membership, we can't just be all just pull out the book and read it verbatim uh, on the contract. You have to make it entertaining. You know, um, we here at, at Union Power Radio, if you've been listening to some of our shows, we have thick skin here. We fuck with, with everybody. We uh, we have lots of fun with the host. We go back and forth. Uh, Jamie Holligan, he's not here today. I wish he was. I, he, I don't. He makes it a lot of fun. Hector, I'm glad. Hector's a very... You know, you know, you know the problem is, and he know I know he's listening. The problem is when I when I take the show to your house to Brooklyn, he's no problem there, on time, ready to work. I mean, ready to get on the radio now because this rise too much for him. Now he skips every time. Now he skips. So you know what, Jamie? I'm gonna do you a better favor. I'm never gonna go do the show in Brooklyn anymore. So if you want to come up, you come up. If you don't, peace. Yeah, or we can come to Jamie. We can go to Jamie's house. No, we can't go to Jamie's house. No. <laughs> Dude, that, that is done. I'm not. I'm not making it convenient for him anymore. Well, let's go. He's got to understand uh, that I pay for this stuff. I travel. Let's go to Joni Lane Miller's house in local six two three in Philadelphia. Hey, Joan, what's up? Would you like to have us down there in Pennsylvania? <laughs> she's like, uh oh, she's LOLing right now. Yeah, she's laughing because she knows. I'm, I'm not gonna take that shit. One of our brothers, Joe Doherty, the Irishman. Say the hussy. Uh, Joe Doherty, the, the Irishman out of uh, Nassau in Long Island, says, "Tell Dave I love his show and he does a great job." All oh, right, so you, you one of the guys from Local 804 has been watching the Roswell Hub. Hell yeah, appreciate it. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you don't mind, Dave. I would like to talk to to you a little bit because we didn't get a, a chance to really talk about the the ten part timers that were fired. We had a little conversation on it, and you know uh, we poked a little fun with Supervisor Rich. But in all seriousness, uh, those ten members did all get their jobs back. And I was wondering, I'd like to get your uh, in interpretation or kind of how you feel about about part timers and their ability to work past five hours. How do you feel about that? 
Oh, well, what, how I feel about it? I mean, it's there's a, a lot of great points of why it, it shouldn't happen. I mean, you, we, we kind of grabbed on it. Uh, I don't know if we edited it out from the video. I apologize. But it was kind of like, you know, when you work a part-time job, you're, you're expected just to work part-time. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, it's part-time. You're not expected to work full-time hours. And maybe it may be great for some, but for others, you know, they got responsibilities to get to. They got other jobs. They got other, uh, you know, responsibilities like, you know, the, as you said, the, the guy that had a special needs child. You know what I mean? Right. So how can the company dangle the keys to your job above your head and say, all right, you're going to, if you leave, you're terminated. But by the way, you have a special needs child at home that needs to be taken care of. Right. I don't care if it's contractual or not. It's just morally wrong. There you go. And, and, and that's the whole thing. In the contract, it doesn't really state anything about mandatory overtime for part-timers. It, it, it states uh, that they are guaranteed three and a half hours. And if the company needs uh, more people to work uh, for whatever at a certain amount of time, they can use whatever uh, offer overtime, six-day punch, and all that other stuff. But it doesn't say anywhere that they are, it's a mandatory. Like, it doesn't say anywhere that they have to do it. I mean, not that yes. I've read anywhere. So, and, and again, they, they signed on for part-time work for reasons, some of them. I mean, there are part-timers who use it as a springboard to try to go full-time. And mm -hmm. uh, if they want the overtime, obviously they'll stay past five hours. That's fine. That's that's if they want to, they can do that. But if you got mm -hmm. a guy like we're talking about here who has a special needs child, has to get home to the to to the to the mother so that she can now go off to work and he can take care of the child. You got two pregnant women who have been on their feet for five hours and they're not in their you know two or three months pregnant here. We're talking about third trimesters, uh, and, and you're on your feet for that long. I mean, think about it. I, uh, come on, give, give the woman a break. She's, she's. It's time for her to, you know, it, it, if she put in her five hours, that's good enough. And and then for them to now try to call it a job action, because that's what the company's trying to do. They're trying mm -hmm. to say that simultaneously somehow they all got together and colluded and decided <laughs> to create some kind of job action where they all walked out, which is bull. It's complete yeah. bullcrap. If the company's trying to put that on them, they got a they got no leg to stand on because I would like to see how they prove that. You know, do you have video of them all meeting in the bathroom saying, "Oh, we're all gonna leave"? Was there some mm -hmm. kind of some somebody on a so uh, on their uh, milk crate over there on their soapbox uh, jumped up and started saying, "Let's all walk out of here, all ten of us." I mean, come on, man, <laughs> give, give us a break. You know, and then exactly. on top of that, didn't give them no uh, uh, no union representation. You know, violation of the wine garden rights. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the violation of the wine garden rights is almost like, you know, we got. I'm sorry, this, that was completely uncalled for. You know. Yeah. Um, that that to me that is black and white right there. You know what I mean? They can they can play with the gray area stuff all they want, but what they did right there, they absolutely screwed themselves. They, so. they really did, and that is why all those workers are back to work now, and uh, mm -hmm. they yeah, they wow. they finally did what the company, what the what the union was trying to get them to do from the beginning, which is just sit down and if you're going to talk about it, let's do it, let's have hearings, let's do it the right way. Whoa. You know, it took them that long to figure it out that these guys are going to have to go back to work. What they think was going to happen? Whoa. I mean, seriously. And then they have the nerve. <laughs> they have the nerve. As I was saying on your show to say our local is being hyper aggressive, 
You, you guys are overreacting. You guys are hyper-aggressive. Uh, we're hyper-aggressive? Our, our union is hyper-aggressive? You put pregnant women out on the street close to about to give birth? Women that now, within uh, being inactive for five days, lose their medical benefits? And you purposely held them out longer than the five days? And these women have need their medical to go check up on themselves and check on their babies? Come on. You know, I kind of wonder this. Does the company ever think twice about, like, what type of bad PR they're going to get when they do stuff like this? I was just reading online, and I actually talked to the girl uh, who got an intent to suspend for giving her getting her COVID vaccine. And then her second shot, she got an intent to term because she didn't show up to work. Is that Emily? You know? Sorry, you're cutting out. Is, what was that? Is that Emily? Yes. 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 He's cutting out. I met her too in Chicago. She's a tough as nails, uh, tough as nails union chick, union lady, yeah. I should say. I'm sorry. This is Greg Kerwood. This is Greg Kerwood. This is Greg Kerwood. This is Greg Kerwood. What's going on? Is Greg Kerwood on the line? What the hell's going on? I'm not singing in my package car. I'm sorry. Did you hear his latest video? No. Where he's singing "Ain't That a Kick in the Head"? Oh no. man, it was awesome. I'm gonna play it for this you. This is Greg Kerwood. Local 25 in Boston. When I'm not singing in my package car, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you got to do one of those for us. Um, All right, well. Um, so uh, where were we now that uh, we so rudely interrupted by Greg Kerwood? <laughs> yeah, what an asshole. I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about Emily and uh, just the bad PR. You know, they do these things. I, I, I don't know what they're thinking. You know, I guess they... They, from my experiences, they worry about today and they don't care about tomorrow. And it's just another example of that. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of listen. A lot of times, Dave, they're de they're dealing with subservient locals. There are locals in this union that that when things like that happen, they don't do anything about it. They just try to do what they can to get the person back, but they're not exactly going all out like some locals like local uh, 251 in Providence Rhode Island with Matthew Taby over there you got Juan Campos in Chicago these are all locals that are willing to just break out the fat cats and start just causing a ruckus you got lo uh, Richard Hooker in local 623 we got uh, Vinnie Perone here in 804 I mean we went out there and we were out there every other day we had politicians I mean Brooklyn Borough President uh, you had the Queensboro president. We have people running for office, as I said on your show, uh, all mm -hmm. type of district uh, uh, councils. Um, we had, I mean, you had the TDU there. You had the DSA there. You had so many groups of people in the community. You had people running for office, uh, uh, mayoral candidates, city comptroller. I mean, we brought a lot of public, you know, a lot of the uh, scrutiny down on the company. And uh, when you're willing to go that extra mile, you know, a lot of times that that's what gets them to, to, to budge a little bit. That's what gets them to say, OK, listen, what's going on here? I think we're receiving a little too much attention on, on this uh, particular subject. And and for reason, for good reason. <laughs> um, Dave, how long you been on the job? As a how long? Uh, I've been with the company for 22 years. 22 years. And what do you think about uh, the union stuff? Because, um, the union stuff? Yeah, I'm like, confused. Well, how long have you been a shop steward? Wait, wait, wait. Why oh, you got to talk to me? Hold on. Years. Time out. Time out, Dave. I, I, I'm, I'm talking. Well, he you're says, asking about the union. Well, he says he, he don't want to say, so I'm going to make him understand. Well, I mean, why are okay. you talking for me, though? You want, you want a piece of me? Anyway, uh, as far as the political parts of it, what are you mm -hmm. thinking about the, the Viagra? Because I call him Viagra. 
Viagra, Viagra, <laughs> and Mickey Mouse Slate versus the Alcera. So what do you? Uh, what do you? What's the difference that you see? Oh, but are you talking about politics now? But the union politics? That's, I don't. Did I say I, politics? Dude, I well, do you not asked, get invested. You in asked him about the union, and then you went right into politics. Heck, I mean, yeah. come on. Don't we want to know how long he's been in the union, first of all? And we already know that. He said long, 22 years. How long have you been a steward, Dave? How long have been a steward? Oh, I've been a steward for 10 years. Nice. Yeah. He's been a steward so. longer than me, Hector. Very good. I'm so fucking happy that you fucking guys are fucking stewards for that long. Anyway, uh, Jesus Christ. Appreciate you, Hector. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm just saying to you, what what do you think about this this Viagra and Mickey Mouse and the Oz Slates? What do you what were your feelings before uh, Sean O'Brien started running for IBT president? I mean, I, well, we're talking about, like, the whole, there was a lot of stuff that goes on that, you know, for one, I don't have front seats to the event, right? I don't know what the hell's going on, and, but I will say this, is when we got pushed down that contract, down our throats, where we massively voted no on, and they pushed it through, that seemed like a huge slap in the face. But do you know that Sean O'Brien was involved in that, pushing that down your throat, right? Well, that's once again. All right, so this is the problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. This is why I have a huge problem with the politics in the union, right? Because when I go online, when you're especially a lot of the members listening right now, you go online, especially on Facebook, and you see a lot of mudslinging going back and forth. I mean, Parker and I talk about this. Like that. It's been like it that for ages. It is so hard to figure out who's telling the truth and who's full of shit, right? That's correct. And how do you know? So. That's my question. How do, oh, how do I know who's full of yeah, shit? Because, because I was, I, I've been in the front line. Okay. Where you and you're in the back seat, you know, listening from the backside. I've been there. I, I dealt with the officers. I dealt with the O'Briens. I dealt with, with, with the Herreras and mm-hmm. the pieces of shit that they are. Um, I've been in that front line, and I and I just want to know the opinion of pe- other people, what they think and what they see of the political bullshit that goes on in this IBT election. You know, election. I I have a lot of problems with it, man. Like I said, I don't like the muslinging. It, make, it it divides us. The company sees that. You know, they think that they're laughing because we're 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 divided. You know, and, and realistically, I'd like to see uh, a campaign ran on merits of what you plan on doing to change the union not to mudsling and throw shit at other you know people running against you like to me it's just well the stuff that you're seeing now is is just it's it's just the early stages way too after the conference you're gonna see you're gonna see more (laughs) bad shit coming out of each other you know it's, it's just gonna be stupid i mean my thing of running is, you know, run on your merits and that's it. And let the, the members uh, decide. You don't need to bash. I don't need to bash Tony because, you know, I'm running against him. You know, he's he's a teamster also. He's a teamster brother and he should be treated like a teamster brother. Not bashing him because he's running against you. It should just be run on your fucking merits and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I think that's a huge problem. I think that's something that... Um, I would love to see this change, you know, this go around. And and 
honestly, the people that do do it need to be punished. You know what I mean? I know it's hard to what do you mean by punish? Because you're going to get some what do you mean like punish? Break their own stuff and put it out there. Wait, Dave, that, Dave, know? what do you mean by punish? You want you want to hang them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, we should support behavior like this. Like anybody who starts the mudslinging, just vote it down. Just say, hey, I, I don't appreciate this. That's the know? problem with social media. They don't bring it down. When you see, uh, when you go into like the, the vote no page or or local eight oh four page, and they see that you're bashing another teamster member, and it is a teamster member. You know, you got to understand. You know, if if you don't like the guy, that's fine. That you don't like him, that's your personal opinion. But if you're running against another Teamster member, run on what you're going to do for the members, not what this motherfucker did before or what how he was bad uh, or that, you know, he crapped in his pants at the, at the barbecue. None of that should come out. It should be, listen, this is what I want to do for the membership. This is my plan. This is my goal. Let's see what this other guy has to say, you know, and that's yeah. it. And that's 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 what it should be like, but not in the IBT or any local than Teamsters. This is the crazy shit that when I went, when I like I told you when I was in the front line, when I went to uh, the the vote count the last mm -hmm. time, and you know, it was like a division. It was like you know the Fred Zuckerman side versus the. Hoffer side and no one talks to each other or chat with each other, you know, because of the election going on. And that's and, and I, I can't stand that. And even when I went outside to smoke a cigarette and uh and went and I seen the Hoffers guys there, they were like, you know, looking behind to see that I was not listening. And I said, Motherfuckers, I'm a fucking teamster just like you. Why can't I be involved in your conversation? And that's when they say, Holy shit, hey, come over here, we'll talk to you. You know, this bullshit. It is. Our I agree. Our, I agree. Our brother Joe Doherty says, wasn't the kickoff the negotiation no, sector? So no. he wasn't necessarily involved. Joe's new, new to this. Okay. It was before that. All right. So Victor Aviles makes a good point. He says, do your homework. Look at their history and body of work, uh, all the work they put in. So, mm -hmm. you know, that makes a lot of sense. Victor also put in a YouTube... Um, looks like he just put in a... He just just subscribed. I don't know if he's if if he's subscribing to you. Uh, is that the Roswell Hub? Uh, I don't want to hit on it because then my computer will probably just shoot over to it. <laughs> but I, I don't. I appreciate it. I, I don't, it yeah, I, if it is, then yeah, appreciate uh, oh, you yeah. looking out for Dave there. If it's showing yeah. us something about Herrera and uh, and um, uh, you know the Power Slate and Teamsters United, I would like to know also. Yeah, I'm not finished though because you know Go for it, brother. because you know my my decision of of voting is gonna it's gonna be based on what can you do for this union. And the IBT. Obvious for the past 19 years, Hoffa been fucking this union up and he's been just relaxing and letting the company and, and, and making side deals with the company and they, they, uh, they're running right through it. And I'm afraid, you know, with the Viagra... Viagra? Viagra, man. There you go. And every time I say How am I name, supposed to get the guy to come on the show if you keep calling him Viagra? Because you know why? Because I won't be interviewing. You will be. So, okay. Because He's if I do, I'm going to be Viagra. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I don't know this guy from a hole in the fucking wall. I never heard of him. And I've been in the scene. I've been, I've been in Washington. I've been all over. I've been in California. Never heard of this guy, Steve, ever. 
I heard of uh, Herrera because he sent his goons against me in Vegas. But, uh, you know, the thing is, what is, what, what are they going to do for this union? And I don't know what they're going to do because I don't know who these guys, you know, who's this guy Steve is. You know, everyone is saying, oh, uh, Hoffa uh, picked him because he has no back, you know, no guy, no, no, uh, no garbage in his backyard. And it's probably true because we don't know anything of him. Like Sean O'Brien, listen, we know Sean O'Brien ran with fucking Hoffa. We know he was with Hoffa for a long time. You know, all that shit that happened with the with the director, uh, I mean, the package director thing that he got uh, canned off that position because he tried to invite Fred Zuckerman to negotiate, to help them negotiate to the package because uh, Fred knows more in package. I got that. But see, that's politics right there. When Sean did that, he was just trying to reach out to the other, other teams to members to help out with this package uh, division. And they fired him for that. Right. So now, of course, listen, if you get fired from your boss and you're still in the company, you're going to try to say, this motherfucker fired me, now I'm going to go, now, now I got some hate towards him. So why the hate came after the firing and not the hate towards when he was with him? You understand what I'm saying? Well, mm -hmm. I remember when we had him on the show. And... What he was saying was that he was in disagreement with a lot of the things Hoffa was doing, and it was hard for him to get uh, over to overrule him because everybody would vote uh, Hoffa's way. So apparently, when they have to can make I a just, decision, can I just fix something real quick because yeah. Joe Doherty don't understand the years. Okay. So in 2013, Joe Doherty. Well, Joni Lane Miller, Joni Miller says 2013. Right. Joe didn't mention any years, but go ahead. Well, Joe, because you're confusing when he was involved and what he wasn't. In 2013, that's when he shoved. He was with part of a of the Hoffer Rajay, and he Rajay, whatever the VJ, VJ. I meant to say no VJ. Oh, VJ, pussies, motherfucker. VJ. Right? Isn't it VJ? VJ. I don't know, man. Go ahead, just say it. I say it. So what? Why are you so? Why you? Why are you so red? <laughs> because you said VJ. What the fuck? Whatever, pussies. All right. Oh so anyway, Joe, uh, that was back in 2013, 2018. That's when he got fired from the a package division. So it was 2013. We're talking about that. He forced it down. A lot of people's throwing, especially from uh, local six two three. They really got it bad that that time. Right, right, but the actual twenty two four job creation was in twenty eighteen. That's no? correct. During that contract. Right, that's correct. So what uh, I guess Joe is trying, or Joni Lane, one of them is trying to say that uh, Sean O'Brien didn't wasn't one of the people that tried to shove the yeah. twenty two four. I don't think Joe him. was in the company back then. <laughs> he's, he's such a new. Let, let me think. Twenty eighteen, twenty uh, maybe just no, probably a little after. I mean, I don't think he was. Well, he's got, he's got like maybe he was in, but he wasn't involved like he is now. Well, he's got three years. Just like you. <laughs> You're wow. involved now, right? I've been involved for years, pal. Okay. How many years? At least, at least a good ten. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you put the fullest shit fucking button on? This is Greg Kerr. This is Greg Kerr. So, um, have you done any of the research, Dave, on this, uh, as far as the, uh... 
I, I mean, so I, you know, I hear things, and like I said, it's once again goes back to the whole, you know, what is real, and what's not. My my solution is to actually reach out to the candidates and have them come on the shows. You know, I want to hear, I want to see transparency. You know, and it tells a lot. If a candidate doesn't want to, if they reject you, if they don't want to come on, like, and they don't want to say their piece, then that's not being transparent. You know, and. I will reach out to the candidates, you know, and I think all of us are, I mean, are kind of reaching out and seeing, you know, are they willing to come on and just speak their mind or speak about, you know, what they plan on changing and, and maybe even how they got to the positions they're at. Right. But without that transparency, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, actually push for one or the other. Right now. Yeah. My local supports Osley, you know, I said that earlier, but, you know, I want to hear from the other slate. I'm not going to – it's too early for me to make up my mind yet. You know what I mean? I haven't I haven't gotten into it. You know, but okay. I, uh, I just want to let people know that uh, everything that I say is strong is Hector. Not, it, Tony don't have anything to do with what I fucking say, okay? I, <laughs> it's well, there's totally no, there's no teleprompter here. Uh, okay. Yeah. We have this show is not scripted. Don't hate Tony because the way I fucking talk. My English is not very good looking, motherfuckers. <laughs> but you know, that's uh yeah, it's it's I think there's a lot of issues with the political atmosphere. Even on a local level. You know? Let me let me hear Dean what Dawes. you guys politics and oh, Hold on, I'm gonna you guys run into. Hold, hold on, on, Dave. I'm gonna, we I'm got Dean Dawes from Gemini and Tow Truck coming through. Uh, hello, Dean, is that you? Yeah, this is me. You sure you want to be on the air? Because, you know, I fucking cast a lot, like you say. <laughs> I think Dean is used to it by now. I, I'm used to it, and that's the way we talk on phone conversations. We just don't do that on the air, that's all. <laughs> and he's a fucking truck driver. So he don't even curse like a truck driver. Oh, he curses like a truck driver, just not on his show. Listen, Dean... <laughs> Uh, well, you see what we're talking about here. Uh, you want to throw in your two cents? Well, you guys hit upon the subject that um, David David said, I want to hear from all sides. You guys are talking about who comes on the show, who won't come on the show. And I know I've talked with David about this. I talked with you, Tony, about it. I talked with Hector the other day about it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm having a cup of coffee here. Um, and uh, one thing I would like to see is those of us that are media content producers that are UPS based or even just Teamster based, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know of any other Teamster based media content out there other than the UPS ones, but I would like to see us have some kind of a panel that we can have, you know, the, the excuse, Oh no, it's a pandemic. We can't get together and do a live debate. Well, that doesn't fly. We've got zoom. We can do a debate. And, you know, as David's pointing out, David's neutral. I'm neutral online. I, you guys know where I stand on the election. Wayne, Wayne and I disagree on the election. He's on the other side. And, uh, but Bobby Hoyt would be neutral. Richard Hooker is extremely neutral, you know. And I, I, think, I think he could put I hate a really neutral. good panel of people for questions. I so, hate neutral. I really, really hate neutral. Well, it, there's no such thing I, I, as neutral. I, I, that's as being a, against the fence, and that's and that's crazy that you're neutral to this to this thing. I mean, because we had an executive board before that were neutral to 
to the yeah, whole no, shit. But they said they were neutral. They oh. were with Hoffa. They were just telling us they were neutral yeah, but because they wanted it's our It's the votes. same thing here, though. How do you how do you be neutral for a regime that the fucking Hoffa is pinpoint picked this guy Viagra, right? Is his name Viagra? Viagra, oh, man. Right, he handpicked this guy. He was in the office for 19 years tearing up this fucking Teamster Union and he handpicked this guy, Steve. I'm going to call him Steve. I'm not, there you go. Steve okay, Steve. Steve. I'm going to call uh, He handpicked Steve. It's the same shit that's going to happen being in that IBT. Hoffa is just passing I, the phone. Huh? I... I totally agree with you, but you're misunderstood. When I use the term neutral online, I'm saying I approach what I do online like being a journalist. I'm trying to be unbiased with it. Oh, okay. You're I'm talking about just for the Gemini and Tow Truck show. I'm talking about just for the show or as me as an admin on the pages. I'm just trying to put information out there. Right, right. For the, mm-hmm. for the members to make up their own mind. If somebody calls me and asks me my opinion, yeah, I'll tell it to them. You know, but would you tell really us the opinion on the what the heck show, Dean? Because <laughs> over here we're all about opinion over here, pal. And no, and no yeah. baby, and no crybabies. <laughs> I'm siding with Dean on this one, absolutely. Really? Uh, they, they do, I, he's going to answer you right now. Hold on. Not the uh, now. No, uh, I'm, um, I'm definitely voting for Vinny. That's for sure. So. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> let me. Let, yeah, are you going to be one of the people who's taking it upon themselves that they feel like bullet voting is the way to go here? No, no, I won't. Let me voting. tell you. Okay, so bullet then, voting is most scariest shit, especially with the IBT, because just like it happened with Hoffer, that he winded up, he winded up with six uh, uh, teams as United slate uh, people. Uh, imagine bullet voting now that you have all these Hoffers going and winning it. Oh my God, what a disaster that would be! <laughs> well, it, yeah, and it, it, well, it's just going to matter how things happen. You know, um, back in '91, when a certain guy named Ron Carey won the election. I don't know if you guys know that name, Ron Carey. Oh yeah, no, we never that? heard of him. No, he just, <laughs> yeah. he just, his, his name is Ron, big Ron in our hall, and I walk in every man I'm like, who's this guy, Ron Carey? Yeah, they yeah. Ma- they made me put it on my jacket, and I still can't figure out why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Ron Carey ate tuna? What's that? Ron Carey was big on tuna fish. <laughs> it's one of the little things a no. lot of people don't know about him. The fact that he would walk around sometimes with a tuna sandwich in right. his hand. Oh, <laughs> when 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 Ron got voted in in '91, he didn't even have a full slate across the country. Um, you know, there was there was VP regional VPs that they didn't even get filled, and he barely had enough delegates at the convention to get on the ballot. Yet he won. He won two to one over his closest, you know, competitor. And so that's that's the big thing. Mm, interesting fact. Yeah. So so yeah, we we can sit and talk about the the split representation. You know, just like the the six that were voted in, the four central and the two southern, they were shut out by Hoffa. But you know that that's just that's just reality. I. Yeah, but that's another. Everybody needs to learn to work with each other. Exactly, this all happens. Exactly, and and that and that tells you everything right there. When those six from Steam Tips United won, and they were elected into his slate for five years into the Hoffer slate, 
he blackballed them all the way. Like they don't, they, they were getting paid out of our union money, $75,000 each times six. And they were black, they couldn't go to any local to represent the members. So yeah. half would rather pay them and sit at home and not represent the members and waste our money. You know, our union pay money to, to let them do their job. You, 75,000 times six, bro. Wow. A year. Instead of just giving them a shot, let them, let them go and do their job. As a, a, but he was shutting down every local. He was telling them, don't let these guys go in and talk to none of the members. That's fucked up. Wow. So now yep. I'm thinking, now he handpicked this guy, Steve. So what makes us think that Steve is not going to do the same thing and, and be controlled by how from while he's at home retired? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it wouldn't be much wouldn't be much different than the way it is right now. I don't know. Did you guys see the memo about the uh, executive assistant being removed? The what? The executive assistant being removed. Who was that? Yeah. Oh, uh, the person that Hoppe had running the day to day operations of the of the team. Oh, you mean the guy that ran the ran the IBT? Period. Yes. His yes. Fuck, what's his name? What's his name? I, I'm not gonna say names. Oh so. my god! Come on, you can tell me. Text me his name. I'll say it. Damn it! Come on, Dean. You're on the what the heck show for Christ's sake. Why the hell you get on this show if you can't talk? <laughs> this is the show to let it all out. Exactly, man. We're, man. On, we're on the internet. We, we all the- know you wear g-strings and a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Saying the name is not enough. Damn it! I'll find out his name because I know his name. I know who you're talking about. This guy really ran. He actually ran the IBT for Hoffa. He he made all those calls saying that Hoffa said so, but it was really him. I know his name, damn it. Todd Thompson. There you go. Todd Thompson. That's it right there. Thank you, Thank Joan. Thank you, Joan. She got some set of balls, Dean. She got bigger balls than you. She said it. She, she's got bigger I, balls I, than I, a few of us. Holy <laughs> shit. I tried to, to find the memo. There was a memo that got put out that when there was... A meeting going on, him and someone else did some, uh, whatever. The police were called. There was a police report filed. Here it is. I'll send it to you, Hector. You can read it. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. It was uh, Greg Carewood that said it first. So, Greg, <laughs> Greg has the bigger on, balls. Back on, <laughs> it was back on April 1st. April 1st. Back on April 1st. Really? He fired him? Wow. I thought Ty would be able to fire uh, half of the way he ran him. He I ran him like a puppet. I sent you a picture of the memo. You have to check your messages. Wow. So. Okay, so now Todd is gone. He's not making any calls. But it, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's the end of the season for them. I, he, you know, Hoffa's going to retire. He's going to retire with a million-dollar benefit package because all his pension that he's in in different locals – He's he's gonna live large, or you know, if he if he lives, I, whatever, uh, he's gonna live with his diapers and his nurse, whatever. Um, but uh, he's handpicked this guy, this guy Steve, and all the bullshit that he did for the 19 years that he's been in office 
why would we trust this guy Steve to take over and not be uh, hired this guy Todd Thomason for him because he's you know Tom Thomason is, is is the one that ran. It's just like our executive board. We we've all voted to. What's uh, I hear the, I hear the background. It's probably Dean. No. You know we we the the members elected to uh, fire the uh, Walter Kane. Remember that at the and he got fired and. Then they went after the president of the local, and then those other two idiots, uh, they hired him back against the membership. So what, what makes us think that he's not going to hire this Todd Thomason to make his job easier and Todd runs the show all over again? I think, I think the reason they uh, have to fire him is for that, to, to, to give it a rest if Steve gets in, that he's going to bring him back into the, set, into the thing. That's, my, I, that's what I think. That's Hector's opinion, and he stands by it. Um, <laughs> Dave, you have any thoughts, Dave? Funny, I. Well, I'm here. I'm here. I've never heard Hector give his opinion before. Really? First time, Dean? <laughs> Do you like it? Do you like my opinion? I think it's valid. Um, Dave, uh, I mean, it's your first time on the What the Heck show. I know sometimes it could be a little uh, unsettling. Overwhelming. Or overwhelming. <laughs> we, we, we do, we do and have... And if you don't understand my English, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, that's basically the New York in them. So, um, what are you thinking, Dave? Talk to me. Well, I think there's a, a whole slew of problems that we need to address before we address these other problems, right? The, and I say that the one of the main problems is is that you know I could tell you know Hector, obviously you you you're into the union politics, you're you're deep into it, right? But the Very average deep. member, yes, the average member that you know works for the company comes in, just clocks out, goes home. <laughs> How do you get them to that level? How do you get them to the point by where listening they to get off their ass and by, do the research? By listening to you, Dean Dawes, and myself, and 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 Tony to ex to show them the experience that we're going through in this union as a member. That's how they learn. No, that's not, not it. Not listening to Dean and Dave because they don't talk politics. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they don't cuss. Yeah. <laughs> no, we Dave curses. Like Dave curses on his mind. show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I have no problem cursing. But the thing is, I don't take the book. I'm not me from New York, so I, I haven't gone to that level yet. Maybe when I visit, I'll change. But my, my thing is, is that... Um, I, I don't mind like bringing candidates on and just trying to be in a neutral state and let the member decide on their own who they like. Right. But if we can't even get them on the show, what the fuck can we do? Exactly, you know? and that's what I that's what I say about transparency. There's no transparency mm -hmm. in the IBT now. I'm I was thinking that Sean O'Brien was going to bring that transparency in, which was a great thing that he's. I mean, he came on the show a couple of times. Fred Zuckerman came on the show a couple of times, but now I don't want to listen to them anymore. I want to listen to the people that he's picking in the candidates. And I already got refused from the West Coast because the West Coast right away 
thought that, you know, we were TDU and they don't want to come on our show. Listen, I don't want you to come on my show because I want rating because I don't give a fuck about ratings. I can have one person listening or a hundred people listen. I really don't give a fuck. I put the message out there. That's the way it is. Now, I just want you to come on the show for members to understand why you are in that position and what are you going to do for the membership. That's all I want. And they refuse. All the West Coast people don't want to come on this show. And I don't give a fuck if it's not on this show. It could be on any other show. Just let the members know why you are picked. You were picked by Sean to be in that position and what you're going to do for the membership. And it's funny because we have had a lot of candidates respond to us, and we have had some good candidates on our show. We've had Juan Campos, we've had Matthew Taby, we've had we've had Dan Kane, we've had um, geez, what was the other one? Uh, Vinny Perone. Vinny Perone's been on the show a few times. But those are the same, you know. Those, and Wright. I want. Was I, it James? What's his name? James Wright. James Wright. Is it James? Yeah, James Wright. Yeah. Um, and he was very forthcoming. I mean, I felt like the members that had, had that have come on the show, including Sean O'Brien, Fred Zuckerman, um, they did a good job. But you're right, we have not had any members from that's running for like Western VP or uh, or anybody from the West that's really been coming out, and nothing from Viarma and nothing from Herrera. Hey Dean, hey Dean, how many people on a slate, Dean? You've had you've had no one from the South or the Central either. Well, no, we haven't so, had... Well, yeah, that's right. Dean, how many people should be on a slate in the IVT? I'm sorry, what? How many How many members or mem- uh, people are supposed to be on a slate for the IVT? Oh, um, it's a complete total maximum of 24 in the United States and then three in Canada. There you go. And out of those 24s, all I want... I don't even have to have all 24s. You just want... Like the West Coast, somebody to represent the West Coast. What are you gonna do for the West Coast guys? What are you? What are you? Why are you in this position? Are you in it because it's gonna give you a, a another hundred thousand dollar salary, and you're gonna be at instead of a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're gonna be at three hundred thousand dollars? What are you? Why you took that position, and what you're gonna do for the membership? That's what we need to know. Yeah, we've had about maybe five or six on our show out of that twenty-four, uh, and I you forgot. Guys, I'm guys, sorry, I forgot about guys. John Palmer. And also, I put out, I, I put it out there. And I don't know if you guys saw it. That I want to do a debate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we put it out there. We'd like a debate between either at least Sean O'Brien and uh, and Viarma himself, or but they get to be the same I, thing. Now. I would settle for Fred Zuckerman and and uh, Ron Herrera. No, that would have the two VPs on the show. That'll be the worst fucking debate you would ever want to watch. <laughs> you think so? Oh yeah. <laughs> And then they would be answering questions from the members that we were either emailed or that were yeah. answered in the chat. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm Ron Herrera. I just want another $100,000. This guy makes so much money, this Ron Herrera. He has council. He's the president of the council. He's the president of this. He's the president of that. He's the president of this. He's the president of Budweiser. Uh, yo, he's a, he's the president of everything. He's making over, you know... Almost half a million dollars a year, and and now if he be, if he becomes uh, the secretary of treasurer of the IBT, he's gonna go up to the million dollars. What the fuck? I mean, when when is it enough? Don't say nothing, Tony. It's okay. Just read your uh, text. So no, I'm trying to look up Ron Herrera's net worth. Uh, no, he's uh, well. Dean don't know. Dean would know that. That's his. That's his boy. They hang out. Ask Dean. Dean. Dean, you know Ron Herrera? 
Holy shit. Get the hell out of here. It took him a while before he said, yeah. <laughs> Don't put uh, him on the spot. I've, I've, met, I've met Ron on a few occasions. Um, I went there to see what their local did for their theater yeah, uh, right. yeah, right. class. So. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking up here a few things. I don't see that he really makes... I don't know, unless there's stuff here that it's not showing. Okay. But it doesn't look like he's making any more than close to 200000 a year. Well, I'm calling them out if they are. If if, if his his uh, campaign manager, Brian, is listening in, uh, I'm calling the Oz Slate out. I'm calling the Steve Power Slate out. You guys need to... Uh, Get it together and do a debate just like Zuckerman and Hoffer. I mean, and uh, Ken Hall did. Uh, they should have a debate for the members to understand what you're going to do for them. That this is not going to be a corrupted bullshit like another couple of years. Because I can tell you this much. Whoever gets into office now to the IBT is going to be there for a while. Because I don't know who else is going to run against them. Uh, I believe that uh, Oz has a good... Good percentage that he is going to win the 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 election, and let me tell you something: he's going to be there for quite a while. So we know he's going to be there for quite a while. We got to make sure that everything that he says that he's going to do, uh, and just to make this IBT a strong teamsters again, because you know we we were strong back then. I mean, I don't understand. I just don't. I hate the division of it. I hate the, the fact that you know you go to a, another local, you're wearing a Teamsters shirt, and you know they look at you like you're a piece of shit. You know, like yo, I'm a Teamster just like you. I pay my dues just like you. I mean, this is it's called the Brotherhood, right? And they should change the name also. I think they should be the Brother and Sisterhood. Well, that's something that actually Diana Kamari was talking about. Uh, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on this. Uh, Why? Joni Lane Miller was talking about it. Well, because there's a lot of people that feel it's just something that shouldn't be changed at all. And there are people that feel that that maybe it should be changed, that maybe it's about time that it has been changed. Well, 40% of women are teamsters? Come on. It's, it's, it's just that brotherhood is so gender-specific, and nowadays everything is all about trying to be politically correct, and there are a lot of people that aren't feeling that way, so... You know, it is going to be brought up in the convention. It's going to be a new resolution to change the name of the International Brotherhood of Teams to, to omit the word brotherhood in favor of a more gender-neutral term. So uh, it is going to be something spoken about, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I know a lot of people have different uh, <laughs> opinions on whether it should be changed or not. I know a, a lot of the older-school, hardcore, you know, uh, members that have been with the company for a long time are, are strongly against it. And then there are the people where, like, now 30% of the workforce is women. And, you know, the term is a little outdated. Like, firemen went to firefighters. And uh, and a uh, stewardess became flight attendant. Like, names have been changed gradually over the years. Um, so maybe it's time. Uh, what do you guys think about this, Dave? I'd like to get your. Uh, Somebody's having this. a bad feedback because it's annoying. I don't know who. It's not it's Dave. Not, no, it must be. Dave. It must be Dean. D- Dean. If Dean's you walking mind. around the neighborhood trying to get access to somebody else's Wi-Fi and D- shit. Dean, if you don't mind, I don't want you to get off the line. But if you could mute your phone when you're not speaking, I yeah. would love that. 
Thank you, brother. Yes. Oh there my goes. God, there it goes. <laughs> it was him. All right, just don't hang up. When you speak, we'll we'll hear you back. But Dave, uh, what do you think about this resolution that they're trying to bring forth at the convention? You talking about uh, gender specific? Gender specific. Yes. Yes. Um, I've, you know, I, I I look. This is just my opinion, and I understand it's important to a lot of people, but. I think right now we have a lot of issues on hand that we need to resolve first. But if it gets resolved and makes people happy, great, you know. Um, but I don't really. You don't feel you know, it should I, be a priority. I look at, yeah, I look at a lot of other stuff. I mean, shit. Like, I look at us even organizing our own members as a priority, you know. I, I see there's so much room for improvement right now with organizing our own members and we haven't even taken that step yet. So how about we do that first? You mm. know? Okay. But if it makes, cool. I mean, great. If it makes people happy and you want to do it and knock it out, great. But I mean, I just, I see so many issues that need to be fixed. You know, Rick Kerwood so, out of 25, out of local 25 in Boston says it doesn't matter what it's called. If we don't act in solidarity, Mm-hmm. And uh, Joni, Lane, right. Joni Lane Miller agrees with you in a way. She says, I agree with Dave. It's a distraction, uh, you know, from the real problems that we have. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought. Um, Dean Doss out of California. What are, you, what are your thoughts there, buddy? You could unmute <laughs> if he didn't hang up on us. Is he still on the line? Uh, yeah, he's still on the line. Dean Doss, unmute, man. He probably don't know how to do the button. He don't know how to, he don't know how to mute, but he don't know there how to There he goes. I'm, he's back. I'm in here. I was in a different room, so I'm thinking that's why you were hearing echoes. Oh, yeah, you sound way better now. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts so, on this yeah. new resolution they're trying to bring forth at the convention as far as gender, uh, being gender specific to the There's name? a lot of things they want to bring up on the convention. Yeah. All right. I, I think I, I, I disagree with the, the thing. What um, thing? Uh, the original accusation, but I see no problem with dumping the name. Um, but it's like, yeah, I, I hate political correctness. Why? You, and, you don't want to be mistaken because sisterhood? I understand the reason behind it. I can see the revamping of the name um to me it's a it's a moot issue if, if somebody's thinking that that keeps them from getting union representation because the name is the brotherhood of teamsters then okay change the name to something you know international teamsters is fine so oh yeah right internationals international teamsters, teamsters. you yeah. just move out the word brother that's exactly it. okay there you go. It's going to change like a lot of our clothes yeah. and a lot of our... <laughs> what? Well, everything we own says IBT, International Brotherhood of Teams. Not all everything. My underwear is not IBT. Well, I mean, I'm talking about all the union stuff. Your G-strings? Yeah. Okay. My, my, my Teamster you G-strings. You and Dean Doors. You got by the same G-string. Man, fucking. Mine's is hot pink and has the Tarzan tattoo on it. <laughs> So, um, uh, Dean's had a uh, tow truck in the front. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dean, this is what you call on to get abused by Hector. Listen, Dean, 
Uh, I want to thank you for uh, all you do. You always keep uh, all these statistics in line, and you do a great job with that on Gemini and Tow Truck, man. You really do. Um. Yeah. And I, like I got to give a shout-out to Dean. He was, like, the first one to hit me up when I first started. So I love you guys for that. Yeah, we got to get yeah. Dean on uh, the Roswell Hub, man. Yeah, we He's will, for sure. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's hard because you guys are all three hours different. Oh, know, right. Real yeah. Here in California. I actually want to. Yeah. I actually want to sit down with Dave, and uh, he could teach me some things because I want to start doing that with the, with the what the heck show. You know, live plus the video. Uh, I do have a camera called the Mimo, the Me, the Vivo camera that it actually is good. It's a good camera that I do for live, but. Um, the makeup and hair guy don't come in on time to do uh, Tony's because, you know, Tony cares about the makeup and the hair. So uh, that's why we haven't been on Facebook Live. But I, I, that's, that's been, I want, I've been wanting to do that because there's a lot of people that's on Facebook and would like to see the faces of this ugly, you know, the ugly faces of this show. So uh, like they said we have a face for radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I like I like the way you do things in your in your show with your camera stuff. Um, I would like to know exactly oh. what programs and how I could get into it. But we could talk well, about it. When I when I told Wayne about when I told Wayne about David's show, I said, "Hey, we got some real competition. He's he's younger, he's better looking, he has a better voice than we do." Jesus, he's, he's a not <laughs> you know. Uh, Oh, no. the, the one thing the one thing I'd like to say going back to trying to have a debate is you know the, the company and the leadership of the union they do not like social media and social media is the thing that has brought so many rank and file people together across the country oh yeah you know we we have a really strong network of people that all talk to each other now across the country mm -hmm. and we get information and, and we don't have to believe you know the the I'm not gonna say lies i'll say the bs told to us by management or by our leaders you know how many people in the country have been at a local general membership meeting and they say we're the strongest local in the country you know and it's like well they say that at every general membership meeting so not every local can be the strongest local in the country but i know you know it, it just it just that annoys me it's like because of this we're able to talk with each other and so i that's why i like like i said i, I would love to see at least hector do a debate with them. I know that there's, you know, certain roadblocks to that. Well, I, you know, and, and, and I want to put it out there. I mean, I'll put it together, but I'm not going to ask the question. I would love for you, Dean, uh, you, Dave, you, uh, Tony, to ask those questions that the members want to know. And I want to put it out there that, you know, members have to, if they want to ask questions to this debate and what they feel about these two candidates, that they can email it. But once I set everything up, I'll have everyone email the questions and, and we'll have a live, even even with Dave, to help me out with the video stuff. I mean, we could do a debate that way and, and we can stream it into the, to the live radio show and then, you know, put it on podcast for everyone to understand what are these candidates are here for, to for the membership or for their pocket? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would actually be I'm really cool. Good help you guys out with that for sure yeah that that sounds that would be real cool it'll be like three moderators and we're just basically ans asking the questions the moderators is, is, is important to say the rank and file moderators that's right that's right these are rank and file moderators rank and file moderators yep you know? yep that's right all, all members all workers 
And we'll and, be, go ahead. And we're all elected stewards, as far as I know. That's correct. So I, I don't know, mm -hmm. if David, I don't know, if David, if you were elected or appointed, but, you know. So. I, I was appointed, but I've always told people, if you don't like the way I run things, you can vote me out. Oh, so and, yeah. and, and you have so. been there for ten years and nobody's <laughs> run against you. <laughs> no, I haven't had anybody. That's but a good sign. Also, they use this. If you don't like me, you can vote me out. That's how I feel, Dave. I feel the same way. You know, if you don't like what I do as a steward, then vote me the fuck out. But if you if you're if you're less time in the office and I'm handling business as a union person, uh, that's a good steward. I mean, you got company stewards out there. You have a lot of company stewards out there that makes deal with the company, and you wind up getting a one day, or two day, or three day. You know, those are company shop stewards that you know that gives it to the to the mem to the to the management, and you know, a lot of there's a lot of good stewards out there that fights for the membership, and those are the guys that. You want to vote out because they fighting for you, and you don't think because uh, one day they don't do the right thing for you or you don't like what they say, you know he's a bad steward. But meanwhile, the other hundred and the other three hundred and sixty-five days, the other hundred sixty-four days, he's the perfect steward. But that one time that he you didn't get the answer that you wanted, he's the worst steward in the world. And you know whatever. No. I get it. Well, what I'm sick of seeing are these people that just do the bare minimum, right? Now, we can all look at, like, us, we're, we all have shows, right? We all have our own platforms. We put in the effort. We, we did the extra work. You know, it's, obviously, we're passionate. We love it, right? But then you see the people, and you kind of ask yourself, you respect your head, like, you know, what are they doing, right? And, you know, that's the frustrating thing, you know, <laughs> about some of this. It's just that uh, I, I want to see transparency. I want to know where the dues money's going, you know? I know that you can look it up online and whatnot, but as far as, like, you know, people getting in these positions of power and then you, you just sit back and it's hard to tell if they're actually using the money for good or if they're just, you know, taking advantage right. of the situation they're yeah. put in. Yeah, absolutely right. And you, we don't know. We really don't know. Those Emma, those M. The LM2 forms that they always put out because it's, it's, it, you have to put it out, they're only showing you exactly, you know, their salary and their uh, commissions and their uh, spending, you know, but they're not actually showing everything uh, that we need to know as members and what I'll do uh, going for. Or what, are, what are we getting out of it? Uh, you know, and, and this, this shit is with this IBT, you know, like the lo Local 804 has our hands tied behind our back with the IBT. Because every time we had the moments of this management company being dickheads and, and we have the right to fucking strike, you know, they, they turn us down all the time because we got that claw in, in the 804 that they control if we can... We need know, their approval. Yeah, we need their fucking approval. And I'm, I'm tired of that shit because, you know... Every local should have their own fucking and just the IBT back them up. Period. Yeah, you know the company should only allow, be allowed to violate the contract, but so much before a local can actually come out and do some kind of wildcat strike. Because when you got a company who's constantly violating our contract, I mean, what's the point in having a contract? I mean, yeah, so we put in the grievance, and yeah, we get it answered, and yeah, sometimes they work things out, and sometimes they don't. But at the end of the day. 
How much more of that has to happen before we can say as a unit, you know what, if they're going to continue to violate us like this, why are we still, you know, why are we still going to work every yeah, day? And, and that's that's what pisses me the fuck off. My God, it pisses me the off. Because when the fucking company knows that they can get away with it with talking the I by calling one fucking IBT guy and saying, you know, fuck, you know, come on, work with us. And then the fucking IBT gives in to those motherfuckers. That pisses me the fuck off that uh, as a local, as any other local throughout the whole country, they should have the right to say fuck you to the company and say we're fucking spoiling everybody off the fucking truck because you guys don't want to fucking follow the contract. But no, we can't do that because we have to get permission from the motherfuckers that are doing nothing in Washington and not knowing what the fuck is going on in each local. And so they have the right to fucking say, hey, you can't strike. Get the fuck out of here. It should be that every local should have the right to strike with no clause because the IBT shouldn't be the dictator of this fucking local. Yeah. Thoughts, guys? Dave, how would you feel? I mean, I'm sure you do. He's probably saying, damn, why did I get on this fucking show? This motherfucker (laughs) just says, fuck, 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 mother, mother, mother. (laughs) Fuck shit, fuck, motherfucker. Motherfucker, you know. Uh, well, you know, say, when it comes to that every time I'm on the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, what are your thoughts? I mean, seriously, I'm sure in, in your building, it's the same thing where you kind of, where there's frustration amongst the members. They're tired of being uh, constantly violated. I mean, nobody that's in the fight doesn't mind putting in grievances. Obviously, it's our duty as stewards to work with our members, putting grievances when they're violating the contract. But how many violations, how many thousands of grievances does a local have to put in before the IBT? And this isn't just one local. We're talking locals across the country. How many thousands, or should I say hundreds of thousands of grievances are being put in? How much money is being paid out in grievances that finally the or not being paid out and then the when they go to that fucking national arbitration shit it's a fucking joke yeah because you know they are fucking having drinks with the management people they probably sleeping in the same bed as management people with the ibt and those fucking national grievance don't get they you know go to triple a then you know they don't get disgusted they don't get Fought there, so what the fuck? It's a fucking waste of money and a waste of time that you have all these locals going to fucking Florida, having a nice fucking week vacation to do what? To do fucking what? And that's the worst when something goes onto the AAA docket because things like that don't get hurt for like five years sometimes. Who knows? The member be retired by the time his grievance is heard, if it's ever even heard, before he passes away, God forbid. So, uh, Dave, what are you thinking? You thinking that? Do you feel like we do in a way that uh, there comes a point where somebody in the IBT has to make a change where we're just uh, allowed to go out? Nobody wants to strike. I mean, you know, the truth is that it's not good for both sides. But how much punishment Mm -hmm. can we take before we decide enough is enough and we go onto the street? I mean, to me, it would be, have to be a unanimous decision with the members, you know. Is it, who's, whose responsibility is that, you know? Like, people have bills to pay. People have things to do. You've got to make sure all the members are on board before you do something like that. But this is a, this is a subject that, personally, you know, I think it's just above my head, and I don't want to, like, steer anything out there that may be incorrect. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, a lot of... 
you know, as far as like most of the grievances, I mean, most of our stuff is, is solved on a local level. You know, uh, we barely have even anything go to the southern region anymore. You know, I'm out of Georgia, but, you know, um, but you're talking about the cases, the arbitration cases that go on and um, on and on and on. I mean, me personally, I don't know about you guys, but for us, we really haven't had anything get to that level. But. Sure, there are things that I see that get resolved that I don't necessarily agree with, you know. Um, so maybe you can say that should have probably gone to arbitration. Well, well I did mean, but... I did mean, Dave, that with a vote of the membership that we go on strike, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the executive board just saying, fuck it, everybody get the fuck off the truck. It's always got to be the membership that is okay with it. You know, they brag so much about this IBT brag so much about how many millions of dollars they have in the strike fund. You know, this is this is mm -hmm. it's not being used. You know why it's not being used? Because you fucking afraid to uh, strike against this fucking company. That's why it's not being used. Mm -hmm. So where is that money being used to? Because I'm sure yeah. the, uh, the the corruption they are, they say they got millions and millions of dollars in this uh this uh, um, strike fund, but I guarantee you, uh, we're not going to go on strike anytime. So just take a couple of thousand and do this and do that and do this. And then, you know, mm -hmm. how do we know that money is not being used? We don't. Yeah, no, you, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I think we just need to think very logically about it before we, we, we push into something like that. Because like Tony was talking about, it's kind of like hitting the nuke button. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's all our livelihoods on the line. you got to think, okay, after, if we ever do go on strike, right, what is the media going to take out of it? You know, are they going to put us in a bad limelight? Are they going to be like, these guys are getting paid X number of dollars with the pension and this, that, and the other, you know, making us look like we're spoiled kids? Obviously, anybody who works for this company knows we're not because this is a hard-as-nails job. But well, wait a minute, Dave. So you, you prefer to get walked on by the company than, you know, your financial, because your financials, stage is not good so you don't want to strike because you don't want to piss the company off i mean what what are you saying no i'm saying that it's it's we got to take a lot into consideration before we, we we go to that level you know what i mean and maybe some of the locals are at that point where they're like okay we're done with this let's let's show them you know um and maybe that works then but um I'm trying to play a double advocate here, you know what I mean? Where I hear you. You gotta, you gotta see the other end of the the, the side of things, you know. Um, that's true because it's, it's not as bad in every local, that's for sure. Listen, I'd rather be broke mm -hmm. and get respected. Mm -hmm. That's what. Uh, that's how I feel about this fucking company because this company uh, treats us like pieces of shit, like no dignity and respect whatsoever. If they get away with fucking murder with the contract. They fucking play the contract mm -hmm. against us. Uh, us. We didn't, we didn't, me, you, Tony, and, and Dean didn't put this contract together. It was a contract negotiated by the IBT, the, the guys that we put up there, and we pay union dues for, and the CEOs of the company, they shook hands and agreed to this contract. The problem is this, this fucking company is a billionaire company, and I'm not only saying that it's only the, you know, the company we work for, but, you know, the Teamsters represent other companies, but this is the big money maker for the teamsters that this company does 
everything they want to do and get away with it, man. It's just one fucking phone call they didn't have to make to the Washington, and it's it's called off. Just like with the pandemic, when they when they told the you know they called the IBT and said to the IBT, "Can we have the guys work during a vacation?" Our local says we can't have that. Is local? I mean, Article Eleven, Section Seven. No working during vacation. Guess what? They overruled us because the company needed the the drivers to come in for the pandemic. You know, this is the type of shit that I can't stand that this company controls the fucking Teamsters. This is mm. bullshit. Well, see, I feel a little bit more comfortable for, for us to make that decision if we had Amazon already unionized, you know? Because oh, then wow. we'd be able to shut a lot more down. That's for sure. If Amazon was in the mm-hmm. union, the problem also. is the I, what is IBT doing about it? What are they doing about it? Well, they should have. Yeah. They, been I, doing I know. they know this is ago. the biggest threat to the Teamsters. This to the Teamsters that work for the company. You know, this is the biggest threat. What is the IBT doing about it? Mm-hmm. Well, well, they should have been dealing with it ten years ago for sure. Exactly. Ten, exactly. And this guy is, I, is. I feel. I do feel like that the the unions are becoming stronger. I do feel like there is a swing in things right now. People are fed up and they're tired of it, you know. So I think things are starting to come back around. But um, I don't know. What's your guys' perspective on that? I'm curious. I, I believe that too. I don't believe that. I do believe. I it. don't believe that. I feel like this year, no, that there has been no. more strikes across the country and more people. I just wish you had the slashes that I had in this union. I wish I just wish you experienced what I experienced. Yeah, but we're you would have thought differently right now. I know what you're saying. You're talking about a convention that got really ugly. Forget about the convention that, before the convention. Well, what we're trying to talk about is unions in general across the country have been striking more over the last two three years than they have in a long time. A lot more protests, a lot more striking has been done, and unions are trying to make a comeback, especially the women, the teachers' unions. And uh, the teacher strikes in Chicago, so, I mean, those those women have some serious, I mean, they're really taking it to them. Some of the nurses have been going out and striking. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that are actually, put, look, we went to the, to the Hunts Point strike not too long ago. We were out there in solidarity with the local 202. I mean, I, I agree with Dave in that sense that unions are getting stronger, but we do have to make a, t- a change at the top of the IBT. That is without question. Absolutely. That is without yeah. question. And and Joni Lane here online makes a big point. She says one of our strongest tools in negotiation is striking. And if we never use it, it just makes us look weak. That's one thing Ron Carey believed in. And that's why Ron Carey back in 97 said, you know what? If these people don't want to negotiate, well, this is what's going to happen. And he shut down the damn country. Listen, really even, even to put the company on notice is a fucking joke to them. Okay, put me on notice. You know, this is this is this is the respect that this company gives to the Teamsters. Okay, this is this is the bullshit that I don't like. That when you put out a letter from the president of the local saying that you are being put on notice, you need to fix it, or we're going to go the other route. They already know we're not going to get that route because the IBT is going to say, "No, you can't do that." Sorry. So yeah, yeah, okay. So that's why the company takes it as a is fucking that, joke. Is that what they sound that's like? What they say. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
So the company t- takes advantage of that because they know if, if a local puts them on notice, they know they're going to get the okay, it's not going to go on strike, don't worry about it, and they, they laugh at that fucking notice, and that's bullshit. Like when a notice gets put up there, the fucking company should be scared the fuck out of their asses, bro. You know what you're saying? That's that's making a lot of sense. That's I'm making sense. Yeah. Well, you know, because when you talk about see what Hector Hector he's been a teamster for a long time, and he he knows teamster unions, and he's so so when he says he's talking about uh, the unions being weak, he's speaking a majority to large half of the teamsters. We're the ones that haven't been doing what we should be doing. So he's right in that sense. Other unions, like I mentioned, teachers unions, nurses unions. The Hunts Point Strikers, there's a lot of unions out there that are stepping up, you know, and and where are our, where's our guys? Where's the IBT on this? When we had our mm-hmm. biggest chance to show them was in 2018, honestly. That negotiation right there, we all did vote to strike. And I believe the percentages was well into the 90%. 96%. Ninety 96% of the members that voted wanted to strike. And we were willing to do it because we knew this two-tier job would not be helpful to us. We knew the 22-4s was a bad idea. But what happened? They rammed it down their throat. You know how... You know why they ran it down our throats? Because we didn't have enough of members out of the 1.4 million fucking members didn't vote. And that's why they shoved it down the throat. We need everyone to be voting out there. Uh, if it's 1.4 million members, it should be 1.2 members voting at least. That's a, that would be so, that would oh, be an act on, of God, right there. Uh, my my question is: is um, did they really have to go that route? Did they really have to use that language? You know, what language? Said, okay, we have enough votes. Let's go ahead. Well, no, they didn't because they've never done it before. Exactly. They absolutely could have just said, you know what? The majority of these Teamsters decide, that did vote decided against it so we can – because it's never been done before. We never reach. No, we no. never reach that two-thirds. Oh, we've never reached mm-hmm. the two-thirds rule, but they did use the 50 – they did use the uh, two-thirds rule before in 87. That's correct. Uh, in 91, in 91 at the, at That's the convention, before my time, it was yeah. changed to the, no, it no, was changed to the two-thirds 50% rule. So. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot yeah. of a lot of people, oh, why they they shoved it down the door because we didn't have enough votes out there. That's why they shoved it down the throats. And it's the same thing with yeah. the supplement. Is uh, the, the supplement the supplements? Because it's the same thing. If you ain't ready to fucking negotiate and you're not settled on your uh, uh, supplement, and the IBT the the international already passed, and you're the only one left, guess what? Hoffa's gonna say your shit passed, no matter how much. Your your membership don't want it. The O eight thousand membership they don't want it. I'm sure I'm. You have to ratify this fucking contract because you're the only last one, and that shouldn't be the case. If one is not ratified, then everybody's put on hold into that fucking one because we're all teamsters together. So if that one supplement is not fucking ratified, then the off the IBT should put a hold on every fucking thing into that one supplement is fucking ratified. Yeah. And there was a couple that was straggling there in the end. That were we were one of the last ones, also, right? It was like us and two or three other people. It was, yeah, two, us and two other three locals were hanging in there to the very end. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg Kerwood says the company was ready to back to go ready back to, go to back. the table. 
They announced it right after the vote. <laughs> of course they did. And, that's, and, that's the, and I remember that. He's right. That, that, that's absolutely what happened. But no. But this is, this is no. an ongoing thing. And we're going to go this back the, to the table. And the IBT was like, there's no need. The Fuck it. Yeah, but the company does that shit, man. They do it all the fucking time. They wait to the last minute to see what reaction to react. You know, they, 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 they do it all the time. And, and these fucking guys in the IBT fall for the same bullshit from this company. You know, the members spoke. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I appreciate it, brother. No, the one problem I see in this whole two-thirds vote thing is the, the part-timers. You know, when you got a guy that came in just to work here until he gets to college and he's going to leave, you know, and there's just a lot of members. A lot of the part-timers aren't invested like we are. You know, why did, why would they care about voting? So that that's that's the big flaw I see in that whole two-thirds vote. The part-timers, correct. Mm-hmm. We, we do have some part-timers that are invested, but you're right. The the majority of the part-timers, a lot of them are just looking for a little stepping stone to make a few dollars so they can get to school. And then, uh, you know, they move on. As, as a matter of fact, uh, the company does help them with uh, grants for student loans and stuff to help them as long as they maintain above sea average in certain locals. So, you know, I, I get that. But they should still, every member should know that their vote would count. Even if they're going to leave us, they know the people they're leaving behind would be better off. I mean, the least they can do is think about everyone as a whole. But, you know, uh, we're dealing with apathy when it comes to that. I'm just fucking tired of this IBT uh, being controlled by the company. That's all I am. I want the IBT, whoever goes into now into office, Sean O'Brien or Steve, uh, that they control the fucking situation. Don't let the company control us. This is this is the way this company will learn to fucking stop fucking with the Teamsters and stop fucking with, 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 with the members and do the right thing by the members. You need somebody there that's going to tell the company, fuck you, those are my members. They do pay mainly. I'm in office because of them. I'm going to fucking fight for them. That's what we need in that IBT. We need in the IBT a guy that says to all the locals, fuck them. Don't, I don't have, you don't have a clause. Do what you got to do. Your members accept it to strike. Fuck it. Do it. That's what we need in that fucking IBT. We can't have our our hands high behind our back. Any local. You know, you know how aggressive uh, Vinny is. And I'm sure there's other aggressive presidents that are local that are, they, they, they want to do things right by the members. You know, the whole thing is this, and this is what I tell all management, because I'm a BA. If the members bring headache to me, I'm definitely going to bring the headache to you. <laughs> That's right. You know? <laughs> so stop fucking around. You don't want my headache? then don't give the fucking members a headache. Hector, I want an IBT president that's willing to take an LED truck and drive it down to the CEO of the company's house and park it right in front of the house and drive it around their neighborhood. But, that's the kind but, of wait, IBT wait, president. You want to hear something funny about that? Yeah. I had a member, and I'm not going to mention any fucking name, but I had a member come up to me and say, you know, we were wrong to do that. Oh. And I was like, oh, really? Would you think it was wrong for him to fire these pregnant women? In the street and just don't give a fuck. Mm. Do you think it was wrong that we went to his house and showed him that he was a fucking piece of shit manager? Is that wrong? A member? Yeah. Wow. So you know, some members feel that it was funny, it was good, it was it was uh, it's balls that we did it that to show the company that we mean business. And you got other members, and not only one, other members saying, you know, you know, that's kind of 
in the gray area, you're going into his personal space. Fuck that. You think they think about you when you're in the office, that you have a kid, you have a mortgage, you have a school you got to pay? You think they can think about you when they're ready to fire your ass and make your career go to bye-bye? Basically take your livelihood away. take your away. livelihood away when you're making that money? Come right. on, man. That's right. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Fuck management. They were like, uh, well, so this is it, uh, Mr. Perron. What are you saying? You don't have any more boundaries? Um, boundaries? Were you thinking about boundaries when you put two pregnant women on the street that were close to having giving birth, stripping them of their uh, of their uh, benefits for being kept out over a week? The, uh, what kind of boundaries are we talking about here? A father of a special needs child who needs to get home so that his wife can go to work and he can take care of his kid. What kind of boundaries are we talking about here? You know, you have to ask yourself. People say, yeah, maybe maybe it's a little extreme. Is it though? Is it extreme when the company is constantly violating the members and, and treating them the way they do? I mean, what? who's to say where the boundaries are? Who sets these boundaries? Where's the line? I want to know where the line is. Draw the line so that we make sure you don't cross it and we don't cross it. You understand what I'm saying? I just don't fucking... I'm, I'm like fucking so fat. What's up? You, these guys are still on the phone or they Absolutely. Did, they hung up. Yeah, they, yeah, they, went to, they went to church after me. <laughs> They got a holy, they got to fucking bless those ears and shit. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, th this is what we're dealing with, Dave. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about here sometimes on the What the Heck show. And, uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little heated because people are people are frustrated. People are tired. And we're just pretty much voicing the, you know, the, the expressions of the people, as they say. No, I completely understand. Yeah. So, you know, my frustration. Yeah, my frustration is with the, is you don't you don't think you know you want to hear more, <laughs> but uh, my frustration is is with the whole shit. You know, I think every local should be able to make a decision with the membership to fuck these fucking companies because these companies they know, and that's what I hate the most when they know they have it, they can do, they can fucking get away with shit like this, man. They know it, and I hate that they know that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that's with the IBT shit. You know, I, I really want to talk about our local a little bit because, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And as Greg, Kerwood, as Greg Kerwood says, we like to talk about a lot of stuff, but we also want to talk about how we can move forward. You know, there's a lot of bullshit. We have to kind of leave it behind us and we have to wait, find a way to But, I mean, Craig, together. Greg, move forward. Yes. This IBT would never move forward if we, the members, don't put it out there, what the fuck is going on with this IBT? So now we need the the president of uh, whoever's going to be in the IBT to take a stand, to take a stand of the stuff that the members are talking about. That this, the members are the ones, uh, are the, are the hard workers down there. I mean, once you get into office, you know, you, you're in office. But listen, the members are the ones who know what's going on out there. So, of course, the members are going to talk. And when the members talk, we need someone to listen and take action. That's what we need. We need someone that's not going to take the job and just say, fuck it, you know, we'll work it out. No, fucking take action. Take action for the membership. You've got pissed off, you got pissed off teamsters out there that just want the company to do right by the contract. That's it. We didn't sit down in negotiation. The CEOs and the fucking top of the, uh, the top guys from the IBT sat down, agreed to this contract. Then this fucking, if they disrespect the contract, let's make them pay the price for disrespecting the contract. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And we would like to talk about 
voting. Okay, uh, since voting seems to be the big topic here today, and me and Dave were talking about this earlier, how do we get the membership to get more involved? How do we get a group of members that have only voted but so much as we just talk about the two-thirds rule and how the IBT was able to vote this contract down our throats because not enough people came out to vote? I'll tell you how. So, you know, all this voting thing is the simple, simple way you can get a lot of people to vote. So... When they do the national United States voting, they do all these voting polls everywhere, mm -hmm. correct? In schools and with these voting machines, blah, blah, blah. The IBT should come up with something like that. To every local, that the members go to the local and vote on that machine. That that ballot thing is, is going to sit in somebody's table and never be voted. So get the members involved. Get them down. Bust them to the hall or bust them to a, a, a rented place that they could vote right there and then by electronic or whatever right there, just like uh, United States uh, voting. Tell me why wouldn't that work? To get more votes? I got a problem with our hall. Okay, so what's your we, problem with it? I mean, that, that would work in some is locals. All Georgia. We got people that live like five, six hours away from the hall. Yeah, yeah, some some locals that would work in, but there are locals like where Dave is, where they're really far away from the union hall. And uh, some, it's really difficult for them to get to the union hall, and and his place especially, they do meetings monthly. So how's a guy gonna drive five hours Listen, every month to be, go to the union hall? What do you mean the, the horses the don't don't run for that? I mean he's got horses over there, right? He's in <laughs> <got> cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why don't they get on their horse and fucking get to the hall? Right on down to the yeah, uh, right on down to the barn. Yeehaw, cowboy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think it would definitely work in some places, but um, you have to do mail-in ballots. I think the the idea is to try to get more people to vote by. Um, I, I want to say educating them, but <laughs> that's also difficult. Um, we are trying something different this year. I don't know. A lot of the locals are trying it. 705 is trying it. We're doing what we call a pledge drive. And we've been going down from local to local, having people fill out postcards. And what's going to happen is this postcard will actually get mailed back to you right before the election to remind you to vote. So we're going down to every building in our local. We're handing out these pledge cards, having people fill them out. We're collecting them. And then in October... We're going to just mail them all back their own. The, the postcard they filled out themselves with their own handwriting comes right back to them just to give them a quick reminder to vote. I mean, even if we get one or two or three extra votes, I feel like if it's a, it's a win. Um, the more people we get to vote, you know, and, and sign these pledge cards, then it is what it is. I'm not going to tell you, though, that there are people that while we were there, sometimes people walk right by you. and You'll even hear things like, nah, I'm good, or nah, I really don't care. Uh, no, no big deal. I, I'm sorry. I just don't want to get involved. And and, and you, if you say that right away and walk away, that's fine. But if you're going to sit there and let me talk to you about it and explain it to you for about a good five, six minutes or even seven minutes, and then at the end of my conversation with you, you're still going to say pretty much fuck off, th that I have a problem with because I don't think that's cool. But, um, you know, those are the ones that really hurt. After you've been speaking to the guy for a few minutes and then at the end he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of painful, Dave. It's kind of painful. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, that's the thing. It's going even down in, here in Georgia, right? Going from hub to hub, there's a different vibe almost at every hub. And I think the ones, this is a problem I think some hubs run into is that maybe you get a business agent that doesn't show his face too much or it, is that vocal. 
and maybe you have stewards that really aren't that vocal and, and share knowledge. And then you get, it comes down to the member who just wants to come in and work and go home. And maybe he's been abused by management and nobody's ever taken his, had his back on it, you know? And so he may have a bad look on the union. Then you come around and you're like, Hey, you want to vote? You know what I mean? Like in some, in their eyes, they may see you as like, this is the only time you care about us is when voting's involved. Now, oh, I do I think what you're doing is very brilliant, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you I heard that one, too. You know, you guys only come around when it's time for election. <laughs> I hate to hear that. <laughs> Here's your horse, Dave. It's yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> I'll get off my high horse. Yeah. <laughs> that that is the case but, now, nowadays. I, I, the whole postcard thing—that's very brilliant. And I do think that with us doing this stuff online, maybe you know, hopefully we can get some people to share what we're doing at least. You know, if, if, if their stewards and their business agents aren't going to step up, it's not like there's not resources out there they can take. And Joni Lane Miller brings a point to uh, Hector, piggybacking off to what Hector said and, and putting up polls. All right, so let's say you're five, away from, five hours away from your barn, right, um, or your union hall. <laughs> then maybe what they can do is set up polling places, which like Joni Lane Miller uh, says here on the page, um, like there's Teamster buildings everywhere. So maybe it doesn't have to be. They have mobile units. They can right. do mobile units. Bring down a mobile unit. a supervisor, unit. each mobile unit to supervise to make sure there's nothing corrupted going on. And then, you know, that, that, that you have mobile units for that. It, it would cost a little bit more money. So what? I think it would work. And you'll then they get, could set one up in each You'll county. get a lot more people involved in voting. And then the people that have to drive far won't have to drive far. You could just set one up in each county and, uh, you know, set up whatever places, just like they do with the presidential election, set them up in, in particular polling stations. I mean, you know, maybe that would work. I, I don't know. You know, you have some, some yeah. locals that, you know, tell everyone when you get your ballot, just bring it, bring it over here. We're going to give you some donuts and coffee. Just bring it. We'll, we'll do that. You know... I was surprised when I was at that voting, uh, the election counting of the IBT, and when I seen all these ballots from all different locals in the United States, and, and the ballots were not in good shape. They were, like, tore up. You know, it was it was a bad shape because they went through the system of the post office. When they announced that Canada was coming out, and when I saw those ballots, the difference I saw was... Immaculate? Immaculate, cleaned <laughs> ballots. Like oh. brand new <laughs> ballots walked into the counting and to give to the other, you know, to the supervisors right. so they could count. And I couldn't believe what I saw that in Canada they cleaned their mail. What? It must have been a bleach clean because <laughs> the difference I saw from the United States ballots and the versus the Canada's ballot, it was like clean. So it made me think that did those ballots even made it through the memory system in Canada or they, you know, they had a big fucking fuck party and say, let's vote for part of the Hoffa party. And, and they, they just put the ballots in those. Th it was fucking crazy. I, I swear to God, I thought that was corrupted there. Wow. So, I mean, you see the difference. Okay. The difference between the United States ballots and the Canada ballots. It was fucking amazing, bro. Okay. <sighs> Whatever. That's, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. Like, like the ballots coming in all neat and crispy and then... <laughs> The New York ballots coming And when they, when they opened them, like I swear to God. And baby vomit. <laughs> when they were opening, it was nothing but 
half a 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 half it was half a half a half a half a half I went to another table just to see if this is not real that I'm dreaming that I'm seeing this shit I go to another table half a half a half a half a half a half a half I go to the next table to the third table just to make sure that this is bullshit that is going on right now and it was half a half I was like what the fuck but whatever you know they don't think it's corrupt I think it was corrupted but it's only me talking <laughs> what are you laughing for? It's true. true. I didn't. I didn't see that, so I don't know. If, I mean, it was a couple guys there that I knew that I we we did the count together, and if we were looking at each other like, "What the fuck? It just happened." Those were clean, clean. And the funny thing is, they lost in the United States. So when <laughs> I remember this guy, that's now is is a Sean. He's a he's he's a Sean supporter now because he was a half a guy. And I when we went to Philadelphia. And he came up to me. He says, look, we can't fight now against each other. We're in the same team. I think, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. I still don't like you. But anyway, I remember him at the count when he said, oh, fuck, we lost the United States. But it's okay. Canada is coming through with a fucking, like, they're already celebrating without the fucking count coming through. They were already in, in with, who's, whisper, who's whispering? Who's that? No, there's a bird. That's a, like a bird. Oh yeah, okay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> you don't even have enough time to talk about our local. Oh well, we did talk a little bit about the local. No, we didn't. We, we didn't talk about that drunk guy. <laughs> no. I wanted to talk about that drunk guy. That guy. He's been coming out at the midnight. And yeah. Two in the morning, and yo, after after the panda. Uh, talks to him and then he comes out with the stuff. Yeah. yeah you know. I think the pants. Somebody just used the toilet. You see that was a flushing toilet? Somebody just took a shit. It must have been Gene. <laughs> uh, D, 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 D. <laughs> uh, we only got a few minutes left. So, uh, Dave, do you have any last words? Do you want to tell people where they can reach you on your Roswell sh- Hub show and uh, anything else you want to say before you go? Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. This is really cool. Uh, it's Did you have like, fun? You know, everybody. What's that? Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great, man. I lo- you know, it's a passion of mine, right? <laughs> uh, if anybody cares, uh, you can look me up, Roswell Hub, on YouTube. I try to push everything that way, but, you know, we have Instagram, Facebook, and you can just type in Roswell Hub. Um and that's pretty much how you can find us. But pretty much all the videos are uploaded through YouTube. I post once a week. Uh, I try to keep them 15 to 20 minutes long. Not a huge investment. but And we uh trying to keep it kind of comedic, you know, with a little bit of polish. Um, aside from that, you know, uh, <laughs> there's always a disclaimer uh, that basically these are all my opinions and they don't represent the company or the Teamsters, so whatever I said on the show is just purely my opinion. And uh, <laughs> You want to hear my disclaimer? A, let me hear it. Fuck what you think. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a disclaimer. So, it actually is. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. So... No, but that's, yeah, no, that's totally it, man. I mean, it was just, uh, like I said, when I first got into this thing, I was really thinking that I was going to get some uh, backlash from uh, some of the people. You see a lot of arguments online, right? Right, right. And getting into this, I was like, oh, shit. Like, am I going to get, like, a lot of hate 
and everybody's been really cool and very supportive and seemed to enjoy it. And I enjoy you guys. I enjoy the fact that, you know, I'm able to even get on your show. So that's, that's, uh, dude, I love you guys, and I think that's amazing. Thank you, brother, man. Same here. And uh, we appreciate you. Again, Dave does great YouTube videos on Roswell Hub. Like he said, 15 to 20 minutes long. And he focuses on particular topics. He's very clean, very cut, nice and crispy. Comes out nice and smooth. And he always gets to the point and some closure at the end of the show. Um, and thank you for having me on the show. It was awesome. Check out Dave's latest show. It was fun. He had me on there with Supervisor Rich. The, A.K.A. Bobby Hoyt. It was a great show. Uh, Dean Doss, are you still there, buddy? Dean? Did we lose Dean again? He was taking a crap. Didn't you hear him? Did you hear the flushing of the toilet? Well, <laughs> Dean, well, you guys can catch Dean Doss, Gemini, and Tow Truck. They're also on on Sundays on the Instagram. Uh, I will be mail and uh, electronic ballots. It will be mail and electronic Oh, he just posted something in the room a minute ago. All right, Dean, you could always put your information down in the chat. <laughs> Sorry, Dean, I guess we lost you. Thank you very much for calling in. Dave, thank you so much for being part of our show today. I want to thank all Absolutely. our listeners. I want to thank all our listeners who listened in. Hector Fortis, the big bad wolf, the producer of the show. And uh, as I always say, stay united, solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. That's right, and if you missed the beginning of the show, thanks, Dave, for joining us here at the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Uh, if you missed the beginning of the show, uh, I'll be putting it on podcast later on tonight. Uh, so uh, check it out everywhere, right? We have everywhere. That's right, we have Spotify. Uh, I don't want to say iTunes. the new one, but because you hate it. Which one? The fucking Amazon oh, podcast. Oh, God, what? what? Oh, I don't even hear that. <laughs> uh, Google Play. Is that my choice? iTunes. It's, it's I know, I know, I know. It's with the package. Yeah. Spotify, Google Play, you know, Potomatic.com still has all the older shows. When it was just Hector and Dave, you can catch them on there. And then slowly going into the shows that I started doing over... Uh, with Charlie. Three, with Charlie three <laughs> years ago almost. M.I.A. <laughs> and, uh, and now Jamie Holligan. Yeah, M.I.A. Why, why is that? I'm losing my keep, host, Why man. can't you keep a fucking host? Uh, you couldn't keep Dave. <laughs> I, no, I left Dave. Okay. Okay, I did not what I wanted to keep. You couldn't keep they're me. Leaving me. They're, they're leaving me. They're leaving you. They're leaving me. Why is that? Nobody loves me. Maybe the conversation coming up here is not good. It's maybe. Yeah, whatever. I love you guys. Maybe we can find some they could stick by this shit and you know maybe be next to you maybe we'll get dave to call him from georgia every week right dave yeah huh <laughs> all right thank you for listening to the what the heck show here on union power radio like always we're here every other sunday with your host tony rosario i'm not gonna say the other guy's name because he's never here so tony rosario is the host of this uh here show uh the what the heck show here on union power radio please uh hit us up uh, like us and Facebook on everywhere. Follow us. Uh, follow us. And we are on every podcast you can think of. So don't make an excuse. You cannot listen to the show. Thank you for listening. Have a great Sunday and a great week. Peace out, my brothers and sisters.
Union Power Radio every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Let's go. Go, 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 go. You are listening to the What The Heck Show with your host, the Big Bad Wolf and Tony Rosario and Jamie Holligan on Union Power Radio. <laughs> 